I don't know why I'm so nervous. <laughs> I, I know so many of. I took a different route and I said, I, I went back in the past. I said, honey, do you remember on um, 63rd? And uh, so we took a road here. So I'm very fond of, of this church. Um, JD, if some of you know, a wonderful time flying, flying the airplane. I, I love this church. Stage, I was actually helping to officiate a wedding. Um, that was a home. I've, I've married former students here. I've, I've spent time with former, I actually took up residence in Puerto, Puerto Rico. So I'm very close to, to convey that to your pastor. Um, we have spent time together prior uh, to him. So we, we've, we've known each other for some time. Um, today's April. Kid, I used to like watching this um, TV show. Some of you would know it by the sound. And what did the man with the funny hair always say? I pity. I pity the fool. The is, um, you can't fool me. You can't fool me. But you know, uh, coming from the Caribbean, we used to do a lot of, of that. April fool. I was young. Forgive me. I loved it. Um, and we did it at home, kids. You know, this, this one time, um, you all know about the tax. Bad. By like a girl in the third grade. You know, and we, we who put it, we'll jump back at me. It was so funny to see her running out. I think it was a real snake. But she saw a snake and, and, and maybe at home, my brother and my sister did this to sleep. I'm the youngest, went to sleep, and they turned the clock back. And so when I thought it was like eight o'clock, it was actually like, Danny, Danny, it's time to go to school. It's time to go to school. So I, I got up quickly and I'm like, oh man, I'm losing. So I, I put on my clothes and the light was on in the kitchen. I went to the kitchen and eating. I had my clothes on, my green tie. Yes. You know, and um, I said, okay. <laughs> and I was not happy at all. Because I'm going to have to get up in the next six hours still. Uh, don't buy anything online on April Fool's Day. In case April Fool's like on a Tuesday, you've heard of Cyber Monday. Monday. April Fool's Day, don't buy anything. You can't fool me. But did you know that there was another story that, the, the, that was spreading around? The disciples came and they stole the body while we were sleeping. And today, we will look at that story. Shall we bow our heads? Do. Lord, I ask you humbly to anoint my mouth and our hearts with your love. That when we leave this place, Lord, we will know and for all already providing. In Jesus' name, amen. What in the world are you doing? It's like me, go desert out west. And beginning to, to construct the residence in Mojave, you need to make sure when I'm finished with this boat, you get inside. Spritz. I'm talking about the whole world covered by water. Building, and you say that we're supposed to come in and, and you're saying that all the animals are gonna come. You are acting like a... Imagine me coming to my, my officer and say, oh, sir, sir, I have the best idea. You need to get some earthen jars. I don't follow. Well, well, well wait, are you going with this? Well, 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 one more thing. One. So we have the earthen jars, we have the torches, and we'll get the victory. So what's up in your head? Are we with trumpet and torch and jar? And don't worry about that. Trust me, chief officer. Take a torch and take some earthen jars. 
son like a fool. But there are other stories. Um, the in doorpost. And if you have blood on the doorpost, your firstborn shall live. Put blood from? Good, took it off. <laughs> a pig. Why does it have to be blood? That's so nasty. I don't think I want to do that. That's so dirty. You know, friends, as we get closer and closer to the Lord, you'll consider us as fools. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Begin at verse 20. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? Then skip to verse 25. For the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. Verse 26. Brothers, think of what you are were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lofty, the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. And it ends verse 31. Therefore, as it is written, let him who boast, boast in the Lord. And so I believe when Lazarus awoke in, Lazarus could not boast about anything else. He couldn't boast about the science that raised him from the dead. He couldn't boast about his sisters. He couldn't boast about his health benefits. He couldn't boast about anything except the Lord did it. No, 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 Lazarus, there must be something else. The Lord did it. Lazarus, come on, let me take some, some of your blood. Let me, let me test your blood. What, what actually happened? Maybe you did not actually die. The Lord did it. I didn't die myself to raise myself. The Lord did it. You, church, must remember that all good things come from God. So when you are being blessed, who does it? God does it. God has given you this blessed family. God has given you your amazing car, your amazing house, your amazing attire. You look beautiful, by the way. The Lord has done it. We can't take credit for it ourselves. The Bible says to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. Trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. I venture to say we need to trust in his word. Let's get into that story. Luke chapter 24. The Bible says very early they left and went to the tomb. Why was it early? They couldn't sleep? Probably not. It was a pretty rough couple of days, wasn't it? Things happened succinctly, one after the other after the other. It just seemed as if they were in a whirlwind of, uh, things were a blur. And so maybe being unable to, to sleep, they, they said, look, let's, let's just go. It's, it's early, the sun hasn't risen yet, let's, let's just go. We have the spices, 
We've prepared, but I just can't sleep. I'm restless. What have they done with my Jesus? And so the Bible tells us early in the morning they, they left. And I would imagine, as the Bible says, they, they walked slowly. They were in no rush. Jesus was, for them, dead. He wasn't going anywhere, they thought. And, and slowly they, they walked and, and they, they relived what happened on, on Thursday. They, they remembered them shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, when he came into Jerusalem. They, they remembered the, the Last Supper. They were reliving all these things and maybe one or two were, were wiping their eyes, thinking about what had taken place. And then we read, as they got to the tomb, what did they see? The stone was rolled away. The stone was rolled away. Oh, man. You know, you, you spoke about China, and, and I, I thought to myself, how many people in China are afraid? How many people in North Korea are afraid? In, in other parts of the world, they're afraid. Why? Because they know that they are some of the enemy that have infiltrated their, their, their group, and they're setting up traps for them. They're saying, I need to become one of those Christians so that I can catch the Christians. And so could it be that, that, that some of these women thought to themselves, you know what, let's, I, I don't know if we should go. Because maybe this is a trap. I'll be honest with you, church. You know that the devil is putting traps for us, right? Let's be real. You are a Christian. The devil either wants you not to be a, a committed Christian or he wants you to give up Christianity altogether. And if he can trap you, he will. And so here these women are, and they're thinking to themselves, who could have rolled this? Is this an April Fool's joke? Now, come on. Would the soldiers have done it? It was sealed. Where were the disciples? We left them back, back there. It wasn't them. Who, who could have done it? Would it be Pilate? Would it be Herod? Would it be Caiaphas? Who did this? Should we even go? Wait, I don't see the, I don't see the soldiers. Where, where are the soldiers? There's nobody around, friends. But the stone is rolled away. I know that some of us would have been afraid to go forward. And I believe that some of us are afraid to go forward today. And some of us are afraid to, to let Jesus be the Lord and King of our lives. For we know the result. And some of us are reluctant to, to come to Jesus fully because we're afraid that others might mock us. And some of us are hesitant to come to him because uh, we know that there's potential for persecution and prosecution. Some of us are, are not willing to, to go and stand for Jesus because we've read those stories from Fox's Book of Martyrs. Anyone ever read that book? Fox's Book of Martyrs. We know those stories. And we are not prepared to face lions, fire, horses splitting us in two, the mob or a judge or anything that will harm us. But friends... Let me tell you, I believe that those women didn't want, they had fear, but, but who was supposed to be in there was, was stronger, amen? 
I want to go and see if my Jesus is there. And so I will tell you now, I would prefer to be in the belly of a fish than to be in the penthouse of a president if Jesus is there. I would prefer to be in the fire with Jesus than to be on a yacht somewhere else with some world leader. I would prefer to be in a pit like Joseph with Jesus than to be partying all night without him. And I pray it is your desire to be in the presence of Jesus always and everywhere than to be somewhere having fun without him. And so these women, the Bible says, Luke chapter 24, verse 2, they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. And then verse 3, but when they entered, they did not find the body there. They entered. Nothing stopped them. Nothing stopped them. They, they had fear, certainly. They were concerned, but, but they had to get to Jesus. What is stopping some of us from getting to Jesus? Friends, I want you to know that today the stone has been rolled away. Nothing should stop you from getting to Jesus. And if you're listening online, let nothing stop you from getting to Jesus. There is someone here, maybe, someone listening, that feels as if their stone has not been rolled away. But I'm telling you today, this is not an April Fool's joke. Your access to Jesus is free and clear. So don't let your sister or your sin stop you. Don't let your past or your, your present situation stop you. Don't let the lack of knowledge of Christ or, or the lack of time that you have spent with him stop you. Come to Jesus today. The Bible says in Romans 8 that nothing shall separate us from what? The love of Christ Jesus. So come to him now. And if you must, go ahead and pray this prayer. Jesus, I fully surrender to you. I know that I have been distant from you for such a long time. Maybe I've been meddling in being a follower, but today I want to fully follow. And just like the women, Lord, at the tomb, I don't want to be near your presence. I want to be in your presence. Give me the strength to take that step and come to you now and always. The hand of mercy is available. And all you have to do is reach out and grab the hand of Christ. So what did they do when they found out that the tomb was empty? How did they feel? I'm not a mother, but for those of you that are mothers, I think you would understand this. Let's say that you're in the store and you, you have your little one in, in that push cart. And you remembered something just around the corner. And you go just around the corner to get your extra olive virgin oil. And you come back around the corner and your kid is gone. How do you feel? How do you feel? Fathers, you, you may understand this. We aren't that careful sometimes, fathers. But, but we put the kid in the car and we go to push the grocery cart back in where it's supposed to be. And as we push it in, 
we come around and we see that our child that we have put in the car is gone. What feeling comes to your stomach? Where is my child? Where is my child? They saw that their Savior, Jesus Christ, was nowhere to be found. This is a bad joke if it is. For we've spent time with him. We've, we've prayed with him. We've slept with him. We've, we've eaten with him. We've broken bread with him. And now all of a sudden he's gone. My Lord and Savior is gone. Where? The Bible said that they were perplexed. That word perplexed has to do with, with uh, the mind that has a desire to, to flee, to leave, to depart. They were standing there, and, and I thought to myself, what were they thinking at that moment? If somebody came right then and there, if Pilate came, sent some of his soldiers to see how things were going, I saw two women inside, I saw some ladies inside, and Jesus was gone. They did it. Are you afraid to stand up for Jesus? Are we afraid to stand up for Jesus? Are we perplexed, church? You see, I've... I've spoken with students who, at the university, at the college, their teachers or their professors are giving them a hard time because of their faith. If that's you, young person, at college because of your faith, are you perplexed? Do you want to quit school, quit this class, and just get out of here because you're afraid that this teacher will put too much pressure on you? Maybe your mom, a mother, a father here, wanted to change the environment of their home, and now you are perplexed. You want to change the entertainment. You want to change what time you have worship. You want to change something to make it more spiritual, a godly place. And you think to yourself, if I make this change, what will happen to my family? Will they get down on me? Will they start complaining? Will they resist? I'm perplexed. Do I make that change or do I not? Maybe you're a project manager at work. And at work you feel that there needs to be some ethical and moral change that needs to take place. But you realize that, that if you do that, somebody's going to go up the line and say, um, this guy right here, this, this lady, um, she's making some changes that we are not in favor of. And I don't want to lose my job. So I'm perplexed. The women were perplexed. What do they do? Well, fortunately, the Bible tells us that at that moment, two angels are paired. Two men, the Bible says. We continue to read verse 4. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, verse 5, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? Verse 6, He is not here. He is not here. See, Christ had already told them, Remember this, I will rise on the third day. But they had forgotten. Or was it that they were not in the right frame of mind? And I believe that that's where Satan wants many of us often. Yesterday at Hinsdale Adventist Academy, you had what is called a Mental Health Day. Thank you so much for all your, your resources and your assistance. But it was a wonderful day. The kids really were blessed, and I was tremendously blessed. 
but I understood something about the mind now. You see, uh, depression can start small. A person doesn't wake up one morning and have full-fledged, you know, DSM, what is it, four, five, six? DSM five level, you know, depression. It starts in small ways. And so imagine the ladies, when they, they saw their Lord and Savior being crucified, they fell down. And then imagine on, on, on that, that Sabbath, all day they're, they're crying, they're, they're wondering what has happened, what has happened, what will happen to us. And the disciples also, they feel down and down and down. And then early on Sunday morning they wake up, they couldn't sleep. You know when you don't have much sleep, you can't think straight, right? That's me. And they wake up and, and slowly they're going to the tomb and they're just thinking to themselves, there is no hope. There is no hope. Why didn't they remember? Why didn't they remember what Jesus had told them? For us, it happens, oh, almost every single day. Almost every single day, we forgot that God promised something to us. We, we forgot that he says that we will have peace. We forgot that he says that we will have comfort. We forgot that sometimes he says we will have strength. Strength to face your accuser and stand tall. We forgot that he promised to be with us no matter where we go. There are promises that God has given us, church, that we need not to forget. But we forget them sometimes, don't we? Genesis chapter 1. There's a phrase that is repeated over and over and over. He said, and it was so. And it was so. What does that mean, and it was so? It came into being. Genesis 1, end of verse 7, and it was so. Genesis 9, sorry, chapter 1, verse 9, end of it, and it was so. The end of chapter 11, and it was so. The end of verse 15, and it was so. The end of verse 24 and verse 30, and it was so. Somebody probably knows Psalm 119, Psalm, Psalm 33, verse 9. For he spake, and it was, yeah, it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. If God says it, believe it. Believe it. And that's how we will not be fooled. I'm coming to the end. But I want, you to remind, I want to remind you of these promises. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Can you believe in that promise? Please do. Come to me and I will give you rest. Believe in his word. I shall supply all of your, I shall supply all of your needs. And your greatest need, church, is to be with Jesus. Amen? Your greatest need is not for a big house, not for a doctorate, not for, yeah, we, we love these things and God can use them. Amen? But our greatest need is to be with Jesus. Nothing shall separate us from his love is another promise. That if we confess our sins, he's faithful to do what? To forgive us. That's his promise. He has promised to give us a gift. It's called eternal life. And guess how much you have to pay for it? It's free. It's a promise. Turn with me, though, to Matthew. I told you earlier that 
there was another story that was told. Matthew chapter 28. You there say amen? amen? Verse 11, while the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and reported to the chief priests everything that had happened. When the chief priests had met with the elders and devised a plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money, telling them, you are to say his disciples came during the night and stole him away while we were asleep. If this report gets to the governor, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So the soldiers took the money, what else would they do, and did as they were instructed. And this story has been widely circulated among the Jews since when? Till this day. I don't think that I'm going to be here in a couple of weeks when it is Easter, Sabbath. So I want to talk about the resurrection. I want to end on this because there are two stories. And I want you not to be fooled. Is Jesus really alive? Or are there some that believe he actually never really died or he's hidden somewhere in some cave, still dead? You can't fool me. Going back to Luke 24, the, the women at the end of that verse, verse 8 says, and they remembered. Yes! As a teacher, as I'm walking through the aisles, as, as students are taking their exam, and, and, and they're like this. And then you see them light up. That makes me feel good because that tells me that they remembered. They remembered. So this week, church, wherever you're going to be and you're about to have a hard time, I want you please to remember God's promises. Remember what he said. Because you can take this to heaven. Bank is too little. Take this to heaven. Prove me herewith, saith the Lord. We have a problem, though. There's a world that tells us that, um, I don't know, creation isn't real. We were evolved creatures. And don't let anyone fool you that the Bible is, is any good. So who are you going to believe? I don't want you to be fooled. We have this thing about I don't know, certain drugs. Oh, take this one. And, uh, this one is um, natural. It's, it's an herb. It'll, it'll do good for you. Are we going to rely on that? Or are we going to rely on what God says? We have, we have this thing about our economy, right? Oh, we can fix our economy. Let's go across to other nations and, and try to work with other nations and try to fix our economy. Do we believe what they're saying or are we believing in what the word of God says? There are some that say, look, we know how to reverse the climate. 
please understand, if, if we make these changes, if we stop doing this, if we start doing this, our climate can be changed. We can have a happier earth. Yeah. They haven't read the word of God that tells us that it'll be like child pain, birth pain, labor, increase in intensity and frequency. Climate reversal. I'm sorry, my Bible doesn't say that. I am not going to be fooled by what the media has to say about anything. I will look to this book, and this will, book will decide my future. I will not be fooled. And then the last one. Jesus is coming back. Some believe that it's going to be a secret. Shh, I'm just going to take some people away and leave some others for seven years. And let's see how they do then. My Bible doesn't teach me that. My Bible teaches that the Lord will come down with a shout, with a trump of the archangel. The dead will rise. And we who are alive will be caught up to meet him in the air. And so shall we ever be with him. Jesus is alive. Friends, when we sinned, when Adam and Eve sinned, there was a plan that was put in place. Jesus says, I've got to run down to save them. And I say hallelujah. And then when they put him in the tomb, he says, I've got to run out of the tomb to go and intercede for them. And as he is interceding, there's going to come a time when he says, I've got to run down and bring them back up with me. Do not be fooled. Whatsoever a man soweth, he shall also reap. Please spend time in the word and you won't be fooled.